0: All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Saberson's DFS Office Hours. It is finally here. It is NFL week. I'm super excited to be on the stream here today. Uh, We've got a ton of awesome stuff planned here basically all week as we lead up to uh, NFL kickoff Thursday night. And then, of course, the first NFL main slate. Uh, on Sunday of this week. So I want to basically just jump right in here today uh, and start getting into things. First off, uh, this isn't our only stream here today. This isn't the only time uh, you can come ask questions here today at four o'clock Eastern. So about two hours from now, Uh, I'll be jumping back online, back on another stream, joined with Will and Eric from our team to talk about Uh, the NFL sims and the NFL model. Um, So if you are new to Saber Sim uh, or new to NFL DFS overall, highly recommend you joining in there, uh, learning a little bit more about how these sims work, why they are so valuable for NFL DFS. If you are a Saber Sim regular or coming back for this Uh, year of NFL DFS. Uh, Definitely recommend you joining that as well to learn what is new this year, some of the big improvements we've made. Uh, Just a really fun stream. We do it pretty much every single year for all the major sports talk to the models guys uh, that are building everything going on under the hood on SaberSim. So uh, definitely come check that out and then we will have football content going on basically all week this week so uh, we of course during office hours can still talk a little bit of baseball if you guys want to talk some baseball but probably definitely a football focus in the office hours uh, this week we will have showdown specific content here coming out before Thursday to get you ready for the Thursday night game we will have our how to beat NFL DFS video uh, and stream a a supporting stream going on with that before Sunday uh, to get you guys ready for the main slate i will be putting out a video by the end of the day tomorrow um, that will be more of a what is new in SaberSim? If you uh, took the baseball season off uh, or haven't been with us since last football season, uh, if you just signed in today, it probably looks and feels a, a fair bit different. We have been hard at work all year, adding a ton of new features, new functionality, new improvements to the lineup builder, uh, to the different sim models, all of that kind of stuff. So I will put out a summary video to catch you up, get you back up to speed if you haven't been with us here um, since since last football season. Um, And what else? Anyway, I will be doing the announcements basically for what you can expect to see that day on stream and in terms of videos and things like that every day in Slack Uh, If by chance you are somehow not already in our Slack community, uh, get joined up. It's free. It's in the link. uh, There's a link to join in the description of every past office hour show. Uh, You should definitely be in there. Uh, Not only only will you get to hear the announcements and things like that and know when the streams are going live, but you just get to be a part of that community, talk to everybody uh, every single day. There's some awesome conversations here uh, going on uh, in Slack. So definitely join up there. But let's go ahead. Let's get started here. Uh, I'm actually going to start with something uh, kind of fun here, something that people have been asking for a lot, uh, and that is the announcement of our weekly Max Challenge. Uh, so for this year here, um, we are making a, a couple changes, uh, but should in general be uh, the same. Oh, I just realized you guys probably can't hear me that well. Uh, man, I got so excited. I forgot to grab my mic and put it over here. Uh, that should be better. Um, hopefully not not too loud here now for anybody, but... Um, Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Weekly Max Challenge. So we're back on the Weekly Max Challenge this year. Let me go ahead and pop this into uh, the chat on YouTube. Um, we'll also uh, go ahead here and put it into the Office Hours channel in Slack. Uh, you guys should be getting an email if you're a part of the Saberson email list before the end of the day today as well, uh, letting you know that this is live, ready to get signed up here. Uh, but similar deal to last year, if you play and max out, the weekly or the uh, NFL Sunday Main Slate Minimax on DraftKings every week, be eligible for some awesome prizes. So let's go ahead, let's walk through it here. We'll do the prizes first. So uh, every single week, this is going to be a little bit different. Um, we'll do one randomly selected entrant from everybody that signed up and maxed that contest out that week, uh, and we'll send you free tickets uh, for next week's Minimax. So it's $75 value. You get to play the contest for free next week. Uh, the top overall finisher each week, so the highest scorer of all the people that have registered to play that particular week we'll get a free month of sabersim. Um that is sabersim uh advanced right now we are working on a newer higher tier uh new kind of membership um above sabersim advanced so i believe once that is ready to go live um that that will be a, a higher the higher package. You get a free SaberSim T-shirt uh, and an entry to the end of the season free roll that we're running again this year. Um, so that was a lot of fun last year. If you win, we had two people do this last year, two different winners of the mini max. You'll get a free year of SaberSim. You get this awesome custom belt. Uh, this is Cody's belt from last year. Uh, it will say um, you know the Max Challenge. It'll say first of however many people the the week your username, and then you can't really see it in this image, but it actually has your lineup. Uh, written around uh, the SaberSim logo here. So actually the players that you play, just like a really cool uh, thing to hang up on the wall or put up on the bookcase or something like that. So you get the free belt uh, and then you will get a custom dedicated spot in our winner circle page on our website here. So uh, we'll be adding a new section to this part of the website that basically says, you know, um, weekly max challenge, mini max winner or something like that. So pretty cool there. Um, and then of course, guaranteed prizes as well for people that are playing this every single week. So uh splitting that up, doing some more prizes in that department here this year. So if you play 10 weeks, so it'll be 18 week season, right? Uh, But if you play for 10 weeks, we'll send you two custom uh, Yeti cups. So these are pretty cool. Um, If you click this link, you can see them here for yourself. Um, And uh, it will be... um, this one, I think we're doing the white one, but it'll be a custom SaberSim branded one. These are pretty cool, nice cups here uh, from, from Yeti. Another free month of SaberSim advanced as well. And if you stick around for all 18 week, weeks, uh, a custom Yeti cooler. If you did this last year and you got the cooler, this one will be different. Uh, it is the Yeti Hull. Um, so it'll be a different cooler than you got last year. And it will be customized last year. I think that, or this year, uh, the plan last year was to make this a custom Yeti cooler here. Um, and we just, we weren't able to get the like custom Sabresen and branding on it in time. We will have that here. Uh, This is a $400 cooler. So basically, you just play the Mini Max for 18 weeks. You get a chance at all of these awesome goodies if you win uh, or finish first. But if you just do it for 18 weeks, you're getting, I mean, $400 value, you're getting like a ton, basically a ton of the value that you even paid into the contest to play in the first place back. Um, you also get the three three free months of Saber Sim, and you get access to that end of the, the season free roll there. So um, pretty awesome. I, I think, I, I don't think there's anybody else in the industry that does anything like this or has prizes that are uh, as cool as this. So definitely get signed up there. Um, I will have to talk to Andy as well. It might be in the email that we're sending out before the end of the day here today. Um, I think there's going to be a giveaway here for week one as well that we're uh, talking about for for people that get signed up. So um, look forward to that. Um, Real quickly, how to actually win, how to be a part of this. Um, you need to have your DraftKings avatar be the SaberSim logo, same as last year. I'm sure pretty much everybody watching here already has that done. So uh, pretty easy. But if you don't already, have to have the SaberSim avatar to your Draft Saber Sim, or DraftKings avatar SaberSim logo. Um, and then this is going to be way easier. If you played last year, we were asking everybody to take a screenshot, send it into to us every single week. Uh, I know that was kind of annoying. Just another thing you had to do uh, on your busy Sunday morning every week. This year, um, basically just... Uh, Fill out this form here. Let me clear this. Uh, Fill out this form one time is basically all you have to do. So a reminder to do your DraftKings avatar as the SaberSim logo. Um, You go ahead and put your DraftKings username in there and your email address that is associated with your SaberSim account, please, so that we can give you your free SaberSim when you win. Uh, And then Um, shirt size and your mailing address so we can get you your stuff, right? If you're, if you take, if you're the highest score in week one, we're sending you a shirt that week. So, um, obviously this is where we'll send the coolers and things like that as well, but you fill this form out just one time. And then we have a, we'll know on our end now, if you're playing that week. Uh, so that should make things way easier. Um, last thing. To note here, remember it is always going to be the DraftKings mini-max contest for the NFL Sunday main slate. Uh, people get this confused every single week. Um, somebody enters the Thursday to Monday slate. Somebody else enters the Sunday to Monday slate. Somebody else enters the Thursday night showdown. Uh, sometimes people enter the second mini-max that gets posted. It is only the big first and DraftKings mini-max for the NFL Sunday main slate. So uh, go enter that soon, right? Get it, get into that before it fills, um, because it is that contest that we are kind of tracking there. Um, and then uh, we'll announce winners every week on Monday on office hours. So, um, that is the, uh, that's the plan. I know this, uh, page looks, uh, a little, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the right word is. We, uh, we were going to hire a designer to help us out, build this page, make this page look a little bit nicer. And instead we spent that money on improving the NFL Sims for this season here. So uh, don't laugh at the design skills. I made this page myself. Uh, I know we even got the the mix matched backgrounds for these images up front here, but it should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it again, keep an eye on your email here as well uh, before the end of the day should get an email out to you guys um, that has more details about this or, or maybe not more details, but a reminder to get signed up. So that is the Weekly Max Challenge. Um, and uh, let's see, I think uh, we're, we're about caught up. I had a lot of announcements here to make. Um, I think it's a good time to go ahead and jump into some questions. So uh, on that note regarding questions here, I have a ton. We have a ton to talk about. We'll get into that here in just a second. But if you have a question for me, uh, that you'd like like to like to ask, fire away in the Office Hours channel in Slack or the YouTube chat and we'll go ahead and uh, just get into this here. So, um, all right, uh, let's go ahead and get into this here. So, I'm I'm backing up here quite a bit. Um, what we're going to do? We are backing up all the way to uh, Saturday here. It's been a long weekend. Um, so, okay. Let me find a good first question to start with here because I've answered some of these already here. Um, Let's see, I'm gonna start um, with a couple questions about the DFS profit plan, because I see some questions that came in over the weekend about that. I think that's a good place to start. Um, So uh, profit actually, the username Profit asked a question about this. So did, it looks like Neil here in Slack. He said, is there going to be an NFL profit plan or is the MLB plan a universal application? Uh, and let's go ahead and get uh, Neil's question answered as well um, about showdown contests as they fit into the profit plan here. Um so is there going to be an NFL profit plan or is the MLB plan a universal application? And then Neil said, are the parameters in the DFS profit plan, what SabersIM would recommend for showdown contests? So if you don't already know, what we're talking about here is this video, right? On our YouTube channel, it's our contest selection uh, framework, essentially, uh, of how we recommend selecting contests, uh, balances risk versus upside in a way that we think is is optimal. Um, I do think in general that this this is intended to be uh, universally Uh, applicable, I guess, to other sports, other sites, things like that. I think um, maybe not this week, but very early in the football season, I will record a new video where I'm walking through and applying those concepts to uh, my... NFL lineups, you guys can kind of see in a different lobby what that looks like. I think that'd be a helpful video. Um, but the, the framework here overall should apply regardless of sport, right? It's a little bit more uh, DFS theory, I guess, um, as opposed to uh, sport specific, very similar to something like the, uh, the Kelly criterion uh, for, for betting, right? Um, not just something that you would apply for a specific sport right um this isn't exactly a one to one parallel to the to like using kelly for dfs but that's that's basically the goal is basically what's the maximum amount of money you can invest safely to capitalize on an edge. We're basically trying to do the same thing there. So it should be applicable regardless of the sport you're talking about. Uh, showdown is interesting. Um, showdown or showdown contests are going to be a lot higher variance. If this is your first season playing NFL DFS, uh, you should be prepared on showdowns probably more than anything else, just given how high variance a single game of football is and how large these contests are uh, to have bigger swings. Um, if you are the type that expects to win back some of your entry fees on any given slate, uh, literally any of your entry fees on a given slate, uh, NFL Showdown might not be for you. It is well within the range of outcomes to have a to lose completely. Um, and your wins will be, you will realize back all of your EV, all of your equity, uh, all basically in one slate when you have the, the, the nuts, basically, the optimal. Um, so with that said, I do think I would say I will still select my contests the same way for NFL Showdown. Um, I will probably play less per showdown, um, and you know there's a mo- there's a point in this video where I talk about two to five, two point five to five percent of your day of your bankroll should be your daily wager. Um, I think for showdowns that might be a little bit more like one to two point five percent for me, uh, just because I don't want to be ripping off huge chunks of my bankroll to invest in this very high variance game. Um, you also don't really because the contests in the NFL are so big, you don't really even have a lot. You don't have to have a lot down to have a lot of upside, right? Like if if having a sweat is, is part of what's fun about showdown for you, which it definitely is for me, you will get that just because the contests are so big, um, even with with playing a lot less than than maybe you would for, for something like MLB. So um, I will probably be playing one to two and a half percent per showdown. And to be clear, this is per showdown main slate. So I'm mostly talking Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. Um, If you are playing the showdowns on Sunday, uh, which is, I think that's great. I think it's another way to smooth out your variance on Sunday. Uh, You will want to make sure that you are playing maximum two and a half to 5% of your bankroll across all of the correlated slates that day right? Because if you're playing showdowns and you're playing the main slate and you're playing the early in the afternoon or something like that, uh, I would not exceed more than 5% of your bankroll total for Sunday because all of those results are going to be somewhat correlated, right? You don't want to be playing two and a half or 5% of your bankroll in every single slate on Sunday, or you're going to go broke after week one, basically. (laughs) Um, You don't want to do that. So uh, I would definitely recommend there um, playing the I would say uh, a little bit of a lower bankroll in the primetime showdown slates, one one to two and a half percent, I think, uh, is good there. And if you play Sunday showdowns, make sure that your entire Sunday investment is still in line with the overall DFS profit plan. Um, so, and if there's follow up questions there, anything anybody's confused on, uh, let me know. Um, but get ready. It, 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 again, if it is, I know uh for many of you it's probably not your first season. Uh for some of you it is maybe your first season playing NFL DFS. Either way, um, just remember this is uh this is um I, I think NFL in some ways is kind of the the variance king. Um partially just because the sport plays out in a kind of very event-based, highly variant way, similar to something like baseball, but you're playing in massive contests, and there's a much smaller sample size, right? If you just stuck to to main slates, you're only going to play, you know, 20 or so slates throughout the year, which is the equivalent of like three weeks of baseball playing every day. So uh, definitely a a different beast there. Um, But let's go ahead here and keep it going um, and continue to answer some other questions here. Um so um we'll do a couple quick ones here because I see uh, a couple quick questions here um that were in from the weekend. Uh Eagles had asked um if we're going to see video NFL videos here um coming up this week. Yes, there'll be a ton. Um a lot of NFL content. I some I it looks like we had a lot more people that have joined the stream here from the first couple minutes, but uh we will have um a summary video of what's new in Sabersim here. Uh what, what, what is new in Saberson? What has come out in the past year going live? Probably tomorrow, we'll have some NFL Showdown specific content, some NFL main slate specific content. Um, we may actually end up having also a video coming out that's kind of more uh, if you're playing the Weekly Max Challenge, specifically how to, how to beat the, the Mini Max, essentially, or um, how to MME successfully, especially if you're used to being kind of more of a single entry kind of player. Um, so a lot of NFL content coming out this week here. Um, Fisty had asked about Showdown. Uh, owner, it is up now. Um, obviously take this with a grain of salt. Uh, a lot of things still still have time to change, um, even in the actual projections, but ownership is up here now uh, as well. So uh, Sean had said um, a question about ownership product um, and said, would ownership product be better than ownership sum when using it for MLB? I know ownership product is widely used for NFL and NBA. I uh, was just wondering if you guys ever looked at that. I think ownership product is probably better than ownership sum just in most instances overall and there's actually some some calculations that i think are even better than either of those um in terms of the ownership calculation that you see like in the post build right when you're editing your exposures on your build uh, we're actually just working on an update there i know another thing people ask is for filtering so that like you can filter your ownership sum or your product by you know i don't want lineups over 150% total ownership and things like that. Um, That's all stuff we're working on right now. So I would say expect an update, uh, a new feature there uh, in the near future. I don't have a date of when we can expect to have that at the moment. uh, But that is something that we're working on. I know that's something that's very commonly requested, especially for football. So um, look forward to that here. Um, Eagles has a question here uh, about my secondary stacks in NFL. Um, So Uh, He said, can you demonstrate how you're going to do your stacks if that will be your style this year? Yeah. So I think this is something that I will continue. So I was messing around with this here this morning. This is something that I will continue to uh, adjust throughout the week. Um, And I will say... I don't think our sliders, as they are currently set in the app, are also finalized. I think it's very likely that our sliders will change here um, before the end of the week. Uh, we brought down some of the sliders here uh, before the um, – we brought down some of the default sliders as a result of our slider backtesting project. And I think that was directionally correct, but I think we went a little too far. So I would say before the end of the week, I would expect to see correlation and ownership fade come back up a little bit, especially for the really large field contests. Um, So where I kind of expect to ultimately end up being this year, and again, this is going to, this will change a little bit throughout the week as we, as we dial things in here and we get things finalized for Sunday. Um, but what I'm probably going to do, uh, is play with maybe a little bit of a higher correlation here. Um, ownership will be a little bit higher as well. And then what the stacking rule that I've been liking is a QB plus two, uh, with actually, you know what, what I've been preferring to do here is a QB, um, and one to two wide receiver or tight end, right? Um, as kind of the primary stack and then optionality for the run back basically um so what i've been saying is less than or equal to one player on the opposing team as kind of a run back Uh, and then what i found is that this particular slider set at least right now uh does a pretty good job of giving you the nice kinds of stacks that i want right a lot of qb plus Two with one runback, QB plus two with no runback, QB plus one with a runback, that kind of thing. And also get some of those good secondary correlations in there. So this is what I have been experimenting with this morning. Um, Again, the caveat here is that our goal is before Sunday to make some adjustments to the default sliders uh, and the build rules to basically handle more of this automatically. So we don't necessarily even need the stacking rule in there. So I would say by Thursday or Friday of this week, uh, maybe in our, um, as we're, as we're getting ready for the NFL Sunday main slate, uh, I will, we'll come back to this and I'll talk a little bit more about it. But if you just want to run some initial builds, um, mess around a little bit, that's, that's basically what I've been doing uh, is something like that. Um, I've also been unchecking the double tight end builds. Um, not that I don't necessarily like them, um, but I generally prefer to play a running back or a wide receiver at my flex spot. So I've been unchecking that there. So um, cool. All right. Um, and then, okay, so this is actually a good follow-up. So William had asked um, about secondary stacks here and said, how do you set secondary stack rule for NFL? Do you normally let them happen naturally within the build? So I prefer to let them happen naturally. I don't like to do Too much. I think, you know, if you start saying, I want the primary stack rule, but I also want a wide receiver and another opposing wide receiver in every lineup, and I also want my running back to be paired with my defense in every single lineup, right? You start to, I think, run into situations where you end up either sacrificing a lot of projection to get those stacks in there, or you just end up building lineups that just aren't so good, right? Those secondary correlations are nice when you can get them without making much of a sacrifice. But when you put a a rule a rigid rule on the builder uh, you generally start to have to make a lot of sacrifices so that is kind of why i like to do it this way i will turn the correlation slider up a little bit i think like five has felt pretty good to me um so far in my testing today and then set the stacking rule just the primary stacking rule which will avoid a situation where i'm getting like big stacks um, where where i'm getting like qb plus fours or anything like that right and if we we'll we'll run a quick build here. But in general, I think this does a pretty good job of getting to the correlations naturally in the lineups where it makes sense. Um, You can, if you wanted to, you could use that same advanced stacking rule to build a secondary stack. So like, for example, if we wanted to do that, we could say, um, add another rule and say, uh, we want a wide receiver always paired with an opposing wide receiver, right? And we'll get that in 100% of our lineups. I just don't think it's very necessary. And I think at that point, if you start putting too many rules in here, uh, it can potentially start building lineups that aren't as good. So, um, but good question there. All right, let's keep it going here. Um, We'll let this build build in the background. Uh, real quick, we'll hit this one from KG. KG said, "What up? What up, KG? Uh, hey, can you refresh the community on the unique rank and unique random features for the entry editor? I know you usually play unique random, but what would be the benefit of using unique rank? Uh, I studied a lot of giant squid lineups and his takedowns, and FanDuel recently had the same lineups in elevator contests. Which one is that? Uh, let's 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 talk about this here a little bit. I don't have an entries file for NFL yet, so we'll hop over uh, to MLB real quick here. Oh, I don't think it liked that." Let's see, I've noticed sometimes if I'll start a build and uh, then I change the the slate without stopping it and uh, SaberSim doesn't seem to like that. So something to note there. Um, Okay, let's get an entries file in here. Let's build a couple lineups. We'll talk about the difference between unique uh, rank and unique random here. Um, So let's see, build some lineups. How many do I have? I have 127. 127 entries, and we'll let it rip here. And while this is building, um, so basically, they're they're very similar. Uh, they're both unique fill methods, which means you're getting a unique lineup into every single contest, right? Or every single entry that you're playing. So you'll never duplicate yourself across contests as long as you have enough lineups in your lineup set to fill all of your entries here, right? So I have 127. I almost pointed at my screen with my finger, like you guys could actually like, like that would mean anything to you guys. Uh, I have 127 entries, right? And I'm building 127 lineups. So when I unique fill these, either fill method will make sure I get a unique lineup into each contest. Uh, The difference is unique random is going to fill lineups randomly into all of your contests, right? One random lineup of my 127 here will end up in any given contest, right? So if we use this fill method, it's first... Okay, so if we use unique random, right? It could be any lineup, it could be lineup 127 that ends up in a given contest, it could be lineup one that ends up in a given contest, whatever, right? Unique rank is going to fill in order of however they're sorted over here in order of however they're sorted over here. So in this case, we're sorting by saber score. And I think a common way I hear people using this is sorting by buy in, for example. So if we want highest to lowest buy in, I could make sure my top overall Sabre score lineup was in the chin music, which is my highest dollar contest, then the next three into the hot corner, then the next one into the pickoff, then the next 20 into the solo shot, and so on, right? That would be unique rank fill, right? The reason I typically recommend unique random, I think unique random is the, the best place to start, uh, is, is mostly, especially if you're making a lot of adjustments to your exposures, right? The main reason why is, let's look at this here. And let's say, um, let's say we're looking at our Garrett Cole exposure. And first of all, if you're playing baseball tonight, uh, there's a lot of rain in New York. I actually think this game is pretty likely to rain out. So be very careful there, but let's assume this, the weather was good here. And we looked at our Garrett Cole exposure and we said, that's too much exposure. I only want 10%, uh, Garrett Cole, right? So we're only going to get 10% Garrett Cole. Uh, and where is he now? He's down here at how many lineups? Uh, he's in nine, nine. So, 12 total of our lineups. Now, watch this, right? If we go down the list and look at our lineups, he is in lineup one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Not in lineup 10, but he's in lineup 11, lineup 12, and lineup 13. So, of our first 13 lineups, 12 of them have Garrett Cole. Now, if we go in here and we fill unique rank and fill these entries, this entry will have Cole, this one, this one, and our first. Uh, most 19 of our 20 lineups in the solo shot will have Garrett Cole, or actually that's not true, but you get my point, right? 12 of our first 13 lineups sorting by unique rank will have Garrett Cole in them, right? Because that's the way Sabre score works. That's the way editing your exposures work. So the reason I like to do this in unique random is because if I know I want to take a stand on Garrett Cole, I don't want to take a stand. I don't want to have a ton of Garrett Cole in all of my highest dollar entries or my top lineups. I want to have that be relatively flat throughout my entire portfolio. That's why I like to use Unique Random. Uh, That's why I also recommend Unique Random most of the time for new users. Now, uh, or not even new, like just in general, if you're kind of generally following the process that I preach on these shows all the time, I would probably say Unique Random is gonna be a better fit for you. Now, the caveat to that is, I keep saying caveat today. That's, I I think, the the word of the the day for me so far. Uh, The the exception, right, to that um, would be if you are going... To let let's say you fill with unique random, right? You are technically saying that the small you are you are accepting the fact that you you are going to maybe make small differences in EV to smooth out your exposures across all of your lineups, right? It's very possible that your best overall scoring lineup, which was also your number one saber score lineup, could end up in your lowest dollar entry contest just because of the way you filled your entries, right? So if it would be if you are looking for something a little less random, basically, uh, or have a little bit more of a reason for why a lineup is going into your highest dollar contest, you might like unique rank a little bit more. Um, won't make a ton of the difference in the long run. Honestly, I think sometimes people get a little obsessive over the fill methods, like there's a there's a right one or a wrong one. Um, this is really pretty pretty much personal preference. I think, again, if you are unsure of what to do, or you otherwise don't have a reason to do something different. Unique random is probably best, uh, but we do have the other options in here. Um, So in terms of giant squid, uh, he's playing a ton of volume, right? Um, And, he is playing such a widespread of entry fees and prize pools in these contests that I would suspect that he is probably just building like a single, single entry lineup and playing that into all of his single entries. Right. Giant Squid is getting enough diversification in the fact that he's playing so many different unique lineups. Um and he is very confident in his process. And in that particular situation, you know, maybe he maybe he's making the the risk versus upside evaluation there of saying it is more worth it for him in the long term to just play the highest overall expected value lineup he thinks he can play into all of his single entries and doing it like that, right? Um, That fill method, if you wanted to do something similar, would probably be something a little bit more like rank, where the best overall lineup in your pool goes into every single contest, right? Then the second best lineup in your pool goes into every single contest that has another entry, then the third best lineup and so on. Um, This is only something I would do if you are comfortable playing a much higher variance strategy um, and probably only something I would do if I was playing at least 500 unique entries, right? If I had at least 500 u- entries here, that would probably be the only point where I would start to consider rank because then you're basically saying instead of playing 500 unique lineups, I'm playing, I'm doubling down on the best ones, right? Um, but I would probably only do it at that particular point. So- um, I use unique random for virtually every single thing I play. So, um, okay, let's keep it going. I know there were some questions about, um, the 5,000 lineups build. Um, that is going to be a part of that new pro plan that we're talking about. Um, the higher tier Saber Sim membership. Um, I know there is a ton of excitement about this, which is awesome. Um, that is Not ready, basically, is the simple answer there. Um, We will release it as soon as it is ready. It is a big priority for us as we head into the fall here to get that out. Um, I love that there is a ton of excitement about it. Um, Basically, I don't have an estimated date right now. Um, The only reason that even came up on this show is because I wanted to bring up some of the um, builds that I had done Uh, a couple weeks ago when I was running pretty hot up and talk about what I did on stream in those builds. And it just so happened that I was also QA testing that particular feature on those nights. Uh, Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have even announced this yet. Um, So patience is a virtue. It will be released when it is ready um, is basically the short answer there. Um, So uh, it is our goal To release it, I would say early in NFL season, Um, cautiously, I would say before the start of NBA, which is actually pretty close here, Um, but it will come out when, when it's, when it is, when we're, when it's tested and and complete, we don't want to release something that's not completely tested here. So Um, Nipsey had said, um, let's see. Hey Jordan, when are we going to get a full-blown deep dive office hours dedicated to NFL? Uh all week, any of these streams feel free to ask me any NFL questions you have. Um for tomorrow's stream, I'm planning on doing more of a showdown focus there. Uh but the day before, the day before opening night basically. Um so I'll probably start tomorrow's stream with maybe like a 10 or 15 minute kind of like overview to what I think are the fundamentals of NFL showdown strategy and then Uh, you, again, we can, we can talk about whatever you want. We can talk about classic slates tomorrow. We can talk about, you know, anything, um, but we'll probably try to focus a little bit more on showdown tomorrow. Uh, and then Thursday and Friday, I think this week, probably more of a focus on the classic NFL slates here. So, but ask, I mean, you can ask questions whenever, um, all week, this, this stream is a good time to ask questions. So, um, jumping back to the question about DFS the profit plan here. I think this is a really good question from Craig. Um, and he said, I know you said the profit plan is a template for all sports, not just MLB, but wouldn't it be beneficial to add cash contests to less variant sports like NFL and NBA? Um, I would think it would help smooth out your profit slash ROI and ROI swigs. Um, I think in NFL in particular, there is a cash argument out there. Um, the in general we recommend staying away from cash um, for for kind of two reasons or i guess kind of two reasons that are that are similar um but the the there is uh the cash player base is a little bit too sharp it's not recreational or casual enough to make the juice worth the sweet squeeze there uh and it's a little bit on the same thing a little bit too easy to make good cash lineups at this point in 2022 right like most average projections out there for for mm-hmm. i would say like most Major sports are pretty decent at least, uh, and will generally give you a good enough cash lineup. Now, you could theoretically beat those if you had a like extremely strong projection model, something like Saber Sim. You maybe will beat out other projection models over the long term, but you might not be beating them against the rake, right? That's kind of the main thing is that the rake's still pretty high 10 percent most cash game contests. It's difficult to, to turn a profit over the long term, um, however in football, because it is such a casual, friendly DFS sport, uh, the single entry $5 double up on DraftKings right now is 23,000 entrants, right? Um, I don't think there are 23,000 skilled NFL cash games players. So I think there is maybe an argument um, to introduce some cash game play into your NFL portfolio. Um, I think overall, given that Given the way that NFL sets itself up, right? there's 18 18 to 20 main slates a year. Um, I think doing something additional to combat the variance in that is a good idea. Um, This is probably what I'm going to talk about more in the NFL DFS profit plan video when it comes out. Um, I think there are a couple different ways you can smooth that variance out. The first would be simply playing less of your bankroll on any given slate, right? If you're not going to do anything else, you may prefer to play two and a half percent of your bankroll instead of the normal five percent of your bankroll uh, for NFL main slates, just because you're only going to have 20 of them, right? It's like three weeks of baseball. Um, ab- above and beyond that, I think one thing you can do is spreading out that five percent or two and a half percent across more slates, right? Getting some action down in uh, different showdowns on Sunday, getting some action down in the early, the afternoon slates, um, playing potentially the Thursday to Monday that here or there, right? I think spreading out into more slates, even though the results of those different slates are going to be correlated, you're just getting more shots on goal, right? You're just getting more opportunities to play basically, uh, and realize some of your EV a little bit more quickly. So I think that's another option. And I think playing some cash games can also make some sense. Um, I think I should probably, now that I think about it, put a video out about cash games uh, for NFL as well. We do have an old one on our channel, um, NFL Cash. Let's see if that works. Yeah. So we did this one last year. um, And it actually looks like two years ago, we did a cash games video as well. So these are probably still generally hold true. I don't like cash personally. I don't think it's very fun. I'm probably going to instead take the route of trying to spread out and play more slates and stick to GPPs, but I wouldn't talk you out of playing cash games in NFL specifically, especially early in the season, because I think they're probably beatable. Um, They're probably even more beatable if you have access to the $3 and under like experienced player excluded, or I guess not experienced player excluded, but the contest, basically anything under $3 on DraftKings uh, and FanDuel, Sharks won't be able to enter those, um, or players with like a million dollars or more in lifetimes winnings won't be able to enter those. They'll play a lot softer. I think there's some value there. Um, so I don't hate it. Um, I think GPPs are just so much more lucrative, um, that I, I, I probably will stick, stick there. Um, but I, I do think the, the moral of the story here is, uh, finding ways to reduce some of the variance in NFL is a good idea, um, in your contest selection or your bankroll management or something like that. So. Um, cool. Um, good question. Um okay let's keep it going. Um Eagles had had another question here and I'm I know uh YouTube chat thank you for being patient with me we will I will get to the YouTube questions here shortly. Uh we are still getting caught up on Slack and email things that came in over the long weekend here. So um Eagles said will we get an appearance by Max this week? Um I'm not sure. I I'll, I'll, uh, at least maybe early in the season it'd be nice to have Max come on and join one of these streams here with me. Uh so maybe I'll reach out and see what he's up to. Um on on the other question here uh how can you show how you are diversified your pool portfolio to get a lot more players in the pool? Yeah, so I mean, let's assume I'm going to assume that you're talking NFL here. Um and we'll build we'll build some lineups here. Um I typically let that uh pool exposure end up being um kind of a a, a guidepost I guess for me. Oh, I forgot I ran this build already. We can just use this one. I typically like to let that pool exposure um, end up being kind of a guidepost of how exposed I want to be to any given player, right? Um, so for this this build, right, this was for a 20 max, basically, right? We have 95% Kelsey, we have 90% Patrick, 95% Chief Stacks. Um, the projections have changed quite a bit from where they were last week. We ran some updated Sims, right? This just seems like a lot to me, right? Um, basically all in on these 20 lineups here. Um, That might be fine for for some players. SaberSim is telling us here that that's fine on average, but uh, the most owned player in our pool here is Travis Kelsey at 42% of our lineups. So to me, that indicates that our pool is much more diverse than our lineup set. And I would probably want to diversify from here. Um, I will let this number kind of influence how diversified I want to get. Um, But typically, this is a good starting point. So I might say, you know, maybe I only want 50% max exposure to one player here. Um, So I can come in here and start setting max exposures to 50%. uh, And because these lineups are already correlated, you get down to 50% pretty fast. And now... We have exposure to five different stacks here in our pool, right? We're still heavily on Patrick Mahomes, but we also get some Jalen Hurts, some Kirk Cousins, some Baker Mayfield, some Joe Burrow lineups, et cetera. Right. Um, so at a baseline, I will sometimes do things, you know, on a per position level a little bit more, but I think as a very as just like a baseline starting point, I like to let this number influence me of how much exposure I want. And maybe you're looking at this and you're like, well, Jordan, you only have 32% Patrick Mahomes in your pool. Do we only want 32% Patrick Mahomes stacks? Maybe. At that point, what the actual number you're getting to is your own personal question, right? A personal risk tolerance question, right? So maybe you do come down to 35% here, right? And now you are diversifying even further, right? Um, The trade-off though is that as you diversify, you get to plays that are probably worse, right? Like as we get to Patrick, as we start to reduce our Patrick Mahomes exposure, we start to get, you know, we have a Carson Wentz lineup showing up in the pool now, right? And do you want to play Carson Wentz? That's up to you. Do you have to? No, we could also set Carson Wentz to zero and see what else we get, right? Um, You know, you could also go in here and find a particular exposure to maybe some players that you really want to see in your lineups. Um, But in terms of how I diversify, how I typically try to do that is I will let the pool exposure act as a guidepost of how much exposure is appropriate to a given player, with the idea being that our pool of 500 lineups here is like it is the it is the it is a subset of what is viable right it is a random sample of potentially good lineups for this kind of contest and if in that subset i have maximum 40% exposure to any given player then even in my subset of lineups that i'm ultimately choosing to enter into the contest i probably don't want more than about 40% of any given player that's kind of the 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 overall way I like to think about my, my diversification. So, um, Skull says, I miss Danny. Will we get to see him? Yeah, I think we should get, I think, I think we should get both of the Steinbergs on here, um, early in, in the season here. So, um, I'll reach out to those guys and see, uh, see when they're, when they're free and maybe they can come on and help, help answer some questions for you guys. So, um, all right, cool. Um, Jimmy says another profit plan question. Um, Hey, Jordan, well, not part of the profit plan, thoughts and strategy on firing that single bullet into the bigger MME contest just because you never know. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want a little sweat, if you want to have some fun, it, it's, it's not something I would like recommend from the standpoint of bankroll growth, right? Or, uh, you know, optimization, right? There, there's a reason why, uh, hey, once a week throw, <laughs> like, I don't know, throw a random bullet into some uh, higher stakes, random, I don't know. Or maybe it's the flagship contest, whatever. Right? It's not. It's not strictly what I would recommend. Now I'm not going to talk anybody out of having a fun sweat every once in a while. Um, in terms of strategy, I would say if you're actually kind of looking for um, like one single bullet to throw into higher dollar or flagship GPP, I would say uh, I would say a couple things. One, the fundamentals of what we talk about all the time here still apply. So I would build. I would try your best to build a, a well-structured, good lineup, probably using the default settings for the contest that you're playing, right? Um, you know, all of those things in, in terms of deciding what that actual lineup's going to be, there are probably hundreds of lineups at the top that all have a very similar EV. So I would say if 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 you're just firing off a single bullet and it's mostly about fun and having a sweat, I would not fall in love with or get attached to your number one lineup and feel like you have to play it because the Sabre score is 100 instead of playing a lineup that is Sabre score, you know, 94, that is way more what you wanted to do, right? Like if you're looking at this lineup and you're like, I think this lineup way better than lineup one, but it's Sabre score 95. I'm gonna, like for a single bullet that's mostly there just to give you a sweat and make it a little bit fun. Build yourself a lineup and pick a lineup that that is actually the way that you want to play the slate. Um, otherwise, strategically, I don't have a lot, I don't have a lot of strategic advice for a thing that I just like plainly probably wouldn't recommend doing in general. Um, but if you're going to do that, uh, have some fun with it. I guess is probably the best advice I would give there. So, um, 50 said, what headphones are these? Um, They are the, they are Audio-Technica ATH-M50s, I think. So what they are. They are comfortable. Um, they are aftermarket headphone pads. So I bought the 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 pads on after. Um skull said hashtag ad. Yeah, I, I should get a little kickback from Audio Technica here. I actually love these. I have had them for like 10 years. Um, so they've been like indestructible for me. Um so. Uh, DW said, any plans to support DraftKings Rainmakers? Um, this has been asked about quite a bit. I would say we are probably waiting and watching on Rainmakers right now. Um, I know there's a lot of hype, a lot of excitement. We do not have plans for direct support for Rainmakers in the near future. Um, If it has a successful first season here, and it looks like maybe going into year two, that this is something that is going to stick around um, and be kind of popular, then maybe we'll explore it a little bit more. Um, But with these things, typically we like to see a little bit staying power um, and a little bit of popularity before we invest resources on our end uh, to support it. Um, That's the thing you ultimately got to remember is, is, you know when we support something uh we're investing resources into that thing that is taking away from building other features uh and other sport models and things like that that people always ask for and want. So if we're going to invest in supporting this game type uh we want to make sure that it, it provides some value for you guys over the, the like long term so um we will we will probably wait and see for now um but um Toasted taters did note here, yes, the NFL max challenge is for DraftKings only this year. Um, It is a DK only contest this year. So no FanDuel there. Um, The FanDuel side was a little bit shaky last year anyway. Um, Again, if you participated, we weren't even able to do the free tickets on FanDuel. Um, It was hard to get some of the other things set up on the the FanDuel side. So we're focusing on the DK side um, this year. But um, so cool. And then uh, Nipsey had added another question here. This is the last question Slack. So after this, we'll hop over to YouTube chat. Um, And said, what is the percent of times uh, that you've got lineups in the elevator contest that have added to your ROI? I don't like know that number off the top of my head, um, but I like feel like pretty, pretty frequently there is a lineup that ends up in, you know, a random single entry or three entry max that really would have made no difference if it was in an, a diversifier contest, that instead, you know, I'm getting, I'm like 5Xing on that particular lineup, right? Like FanDuel, for example, all of my wins in the past like month have been on FanDuel. So my bankrolls are a little bit out of whack. So I've been playing a lot more on FanDuel, a lot less on DraftKings. Um, anyway, you know, last night, for example, I had, I think um one of my highest ROI lineups was the lineup I played into the ten dollars single entry on FanDuel which was like a 500 person contest that lineup finished i think like ninth um and 8x or something like that right um that lineup i i think was barely on the min cash line in the flagship right so that's kind of part of the way that these elevators work is that like they're very high variance played alone if you just play a single lineup and do one single entry every single night your swings are going to be crazy because you're all in on one lineup but as a part of the portfolio you basically allow yourself to realize some more some more equity a little bit quicker, right? Like you don't need as much for some of your lineups, right? The way I always kind of think about my, my profit plan portfolio is it is as if I'm playing it, if I'm playing 300 unique lineups, it's as if I'm playing a 300, like 300 max GPP, but some lineups randomly get selected to get paid out for doing less, right? Like they don't, they're not all competing against the same lineups. Randomly, some lineups just have a little bit more upside, essentially. So yeah, it happens all the time, I would say. Um, Now there's other nights where you just run bad the other direction, right? Where your best lineups are like in your cheapest contest. All of your elevator contests got kind of bad lineups and you just have like a worse than average night. Um, But it doesn't happen too often and and then it's on to the next one right like that's just one slate so all right cool um top of the youtube chat get caught up over here uh neil noted we've uh we've put new thumbnails up on on all the well not all the youtube youtube videos but a lot of our youtube videos have new thumbnails we got the new stream thumbnail so yeah we're we're slowly rolling out an update uh, to the youtube channel pretty excited about so um let's see uh, Ryan's excited about NFL player props. I am as well. I, uh, on that note, don't know what our plan is there for, for the props this year. I would say maybe, maybe mid season, that might be something we look at doing a, a prop plan for, but we'll see. Um, Patrick says, well, NFL players get a starting check Mark next to their name, like MLB. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, oh, I will ask. Um, I don't know if we will have individual confirmed statuses for players. I do think we should have confirmed team statuses, right? I mean, just to give you an idea of how this actually works here. Yeah, actually, Patrick asked. So he said, how soon can an individual start building their lineups with the most accurate projections and news leading up to Sunday? So on Sunday, the NFL inactives report, right? The final report of which teams will, which players are, are suited up and which players are not comes out 90 minutes before kickoff of each game. Uh, after inactives come out, there's kind of a re-simming of, or not even re-simming, like all of the, the different data providers around the industry, all kind of update based on that. That takes, you know, I would say about a 15 minute time period before we have updated information there. Uh, and then we run our final NFL sims, which generally take a, around 10 or 15 minutes. Um, NFL sims, NFL is a more complicated game. The sims are a little bit more complicated. So it takes a little bit longer than something like basketball or baseball. So all of this to say, the final usable Sims where you can actually like enter your lineups here and and like be ready to rock, uh, I would say is about one hour before lock on Sunday morning. Now, with that said, you can start exploring and seeing what lineups are looking like and messing around and things like that, basically whenever you want. Um, most weeks outside of week one, uh, I would say our first usable Sims, our first usable round of data is comes out around Wednesday morning um, in terms of usable first projections, usable first ownership. Um, I typically will do a build on Wednesdays, just to kind of see how things are looking for that week. Uh, I will typically then on Friday or Saturday night, depending on how my weekend looks, kind of start to figure out what I think my strategy on the slate might be. And then I'll finalize everything with a brand new fresh build on Sunday. So um, that's kind of how it works there. Uh, And then I think, I think after those final Sims, we do have the green check marks next to each team. I don't know if we have the green check marks next to next every player, um, partially just because starting like, there's not really a confirmed starting lineup in NFL like there is for basketball or baseball, right? Like baseball has a lineup. Basketball has a lineup, like a starters. There are like the first string guys, but it's not like the team comes out and says, this guy is starting, right? Um, especially for some of these teams where like maybe you have more of like a split backfield or things like that. Um, it is not as if, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with an example here, Um, Like Cleveland's a good example at running back, right? Like, I guess if, if, if they had to, the Browns would probably come out and say, Hey, Nick Chubbs our starter, but Kareem hunt will probably almost certainly get the first third down. And he has like a, a very solid role of his own, um, you know, similar with, with wide receivers, right? Like each team is going to start two wide receivers presumably. But some teams run three wide receiver sets more. Some teams run four wide receiver sets more. Um, it, it, the, the idea of like starters is a little more of a fluid thing, I think, for football. So we will, I th- I hope, we, and, and I'll, I'll double check on that, that we'll have the confirmed check marks for each team. But I don't, the more I'm talking about it, I don't think we will have the confirmed check marks for players. Um, but anyway, uh, good question here, clarifying from Sam. Uh, what is the difference between the top overall and winning the mini max for the challenge? Yeah, so let me pull that back up. Um, so the top overall finisher is like, so if we had a hundred people that join this, if you are the highest score scoring lineup of those 100 people, you win this, right? So you get the free, free month of Sam, the free t-shirt and an entry to the end of the season free roll. If you straight up bink the contest, right? You come in first overall in the contest, then you get the free year of sabers of advanced uh the championship belt and then also you know the other thing worth noting is you would win ten thousand dollars there right the mini max is generally 10k to first um so you would then be eligible as well for the 10k prizes on the winner circle so you'd get the swag box uh three more free months of sabers and then the t-shirt the hoodie and the hat uh so that is the way that that works um but um Sam Samuel also said is uh is Superflex being supported for FanDuel. I haven't seen a Superflex contest in their lobby. Um unless I am mistaken here. I saw your message in Slack here this past week and then I went looking and I couldn't find uh a Superflex contest. Like the the defaults aren't Superflex. Um so I I don't know. Um I don't know where those are. If, if they're super flex contests, we can look at supporting it. Um, it would not be something that just like out of the box that the lineup builder just suddenly started supporting. Um, we would have to build support for that. But um, let me know where those contests are because I haven't seen them in there. So uh, Jimmy said, you know, this question was coming. Does adjusting the NFL team exposures pool affect the individual exposures or could it all throw off some of the stack settings? Um, so first of all, if you build with a stack setting, if you build with a stack that will apply to 100% of your lineups, right? So like these were the the rules I used to build those lineups before I had. So I will have zero tight ends in flex in any lineup in my pool. And every single lineup in my pool will have this stack rule in it, every single one. So when you're over here, stack I mean, your team exposures as you're if you're editing like team stack exposures, those can edit your player exposures, right? Or those can affect your player exposures, right? We can come over here and look at this and say, okay, I only want 32% chiefs, right? Because these lineups are correlated, and they're already built, and we're just sorting through them, that is obviously going to affect your Patrick Mahomes exposure. And that's going to affect your, um you know, who else your Travis Kelsey exposure and things like that, right? But it won't it won't do anything wrong. I mean, you could also break this, right? If you said I want forty percent chief stacks, but I want sixty percent Patrick Mahomes, right? That's immediately going to break it because those two are not in line with one another. Um, so they do affect each other, but I wouldn't worry about that causing like a negative impact. I guess is a right way to put it, right? Like your stat, you're you you shouldn't break anything that like causes you know, significant damage to your light up portfolio because you're editing both stacking exposures and team stack exposures and player exposures, right? In fact, we would encourage that. Just remember like to be careful, right? I mean, even actually let's use a less direct example, right? Let's say, let's say you want 20, you want 32% chief stacks or 30% chief stacks but you want to lock Kelsey, right? Well, if you try to do that in a build In this particular case, it is, it's working because we have so much Kelsey and we have so much chief stacks, but you should be aware of the fact that like most of the time you have Kelsey in a lineup, he's also going to be a part of a chief stack. So when you start saying, I want hundred percent Kelsey, but only 40% chief stacks, the remaining lineups in your pool are going to get more and more limited because there's just not as many lineups where Kelsey's just a random one-off, right? And if you want to do something like that, that might be something that's better to do in the projections tab before you start building lineups. Um, but um, I would say it would not, it shouldn't really throw anything off to edit m- those things in multiple different ways. So, um, okay. Um, couple other clarifying questions real quick, just cause I see them coming in. So Neil said to clarify on the mini max challenge, we don't need to register each week anymore. Correct. One time registration for the whole season. That is correct. So the link, uh, down here, this form, fill this out one time you are registered done deal. Um, and we will keep track of that every week. Now keep in mind, you do need to register for the contest every week and you need to max it out. You need to play 150 lineups every week. So if you play 40 one week or 149 lineups, we, we basically what we did is we, I have a spreadsheet set up on my end that is going to take the entries file from each week's minimax, compare it to people that have registered for the form, make sure they've played 150 lineups, and then we'll do everything from there. So if you're in the wrong contest or you haven't played 150, that is the way that you could get into some trouble there. So um, uncrabby crabby said, how would you use the Sims to build single game parlays? Uh, I probably wouldn't. (laughs) I'm not the biggest single game parlay fan. Um, I think the odds on those are not great. Um, In my experience, I don't know. Um, I think they're a fun sweat. I think they're a pretty fun game type. Um, And I like that they are growing the sports betting world in general because they are, but I don't think you're generally getting very good odds most of the time on those. Um, The problem mostly with them is that you don't really like for a lot of them, at least what I've seen, you're not actually getting like published odds. So you're not really getting like, I don't know, like it, it's not saying, you know, if you start building out a parlay for the Carolina Cleveland game, it's not saying like, the actual the odds of Christian McCaffrey score two touchdowns, right? It's just like a button you can press and then it changes the total odds of your bet. But you don't really know what each thing is is like affecting unless you go in and do the math yourself. Um, so you know, honestly, what I would do rather than like trying to take a super scientific approach to building plus EV same game parlays is I would say if you enjoy them, split out a small portion of your bankroll to support doing those every so often and then have some fun with it. And I would say in particular, maybe try to tell a story with your your same game parlay, right? Um, try to, you know, part of the, at the end of the day, they're building in the correlation automatically. So if you say, You know, I don't know if you, if you're building out a parlay and you're like taking the under, uh, and Cleveland to win and Baker Mayfield to throw two plus interceptions or something like that, those are all correlated. So it will affect the price accordingly, but I think at least then you're telling a bit of a story in that, that build. And instead of trying to like perfectly middle, some weird negatively correlated, um, same game parlay, that's probably the way I would do it. So, but, um, Ah, uh, Patrick says if you're looking to start MME, 150 max. Fandle has a great bankroll builder for small stakes players. 100k prize pool, quarter buy-in, 2k to first, very flat payouts. Great spots to work on your MME process and build up your bankroll. Yeah, I'll do you one further. They have a they have a five cent, 150 max contest uh, that you can 150 max for seven dollars and fifty cents. So yes, I agree, especially for um, NFL. Uh, where that contest does have a little bit more of a, it's a huge contest. It's very hard to win, uh, but it, you can 150 max it very cheaply. So. Um, school said, I missed this question. I, I i kind of addressed it. The So I don't have a lot more details on what else will be included in this, but we are working on a new higher tier plan that would be above the SaberSim advanced plan. We've been talking about calling it a SaberSim Pro plan. Um, It will come with with some new features. It will all be, um, you know, I would say they're going to be like advanced, advanced features where, uh, you know, it's not necessarily something that like everybody would use in their process, right? It's not necessarily things that I would use uh, across the board. Um, That will also include the 5,000 lineup builds. this is in progress. I think the only reason that this is even, the cat's out of the bag here is again, because I pulled up that, those builds a couple of weeks ago to walk through that where I was doing some testing. Um, so I want more details and like a formal announcement of this when it's actually ready, um, which which should happen maybe in the next couple of months, I think. So uh, Samuel said, what's the percentage projections change when team totals change? Are those adjusted by the final SIM? Um, so two questions here. So first of all, there, there's not, it's not just a static percentage right? So it is not as if you, if you adjust Carolina by basically 2%, right? Or not 2%, 10%, which would be basically two points. It is not the same as adjusting every player projection by 10%, right? That's, that's actually the best part of it is that it is a correlated, basically we will leverage the simulations themselves and look at the Sims and say, okay, what, what should the player projections be when Carolina scores 22.8 points on average? right? And we will adjust each player accordingly. And in fact, we'll even adjust Cleveland accordingly, right? Cleveland will get adjusted there. So basically we look at the individual sims and see what are the player projections when this becomes the new mean. Um, They will not be adjusted by the final sim if you have changed them. And that's a very important thing to note. So if you've, basically what I would say is no matter what you have done before leading up to Sunday, right? Like maybe you've gone in and you've edited team totals and player projections and ownership projections to, to mess around. I would reset everything before you start Sunday morning because then you will let everything go back to default. You'll get the new newest versions of the Sims and then you can start building. But if you've adjusted, you know, let's use Carolina again. If you've adjusted Carolina to 22.8 and at lock, our new average projection for them is 19.5. We won't adjust that for you. We won't ever overwrite any custom things you do. So I recommend on Sunday morning, when you sit down, actually build, reset everything after the final Sims run. Um, You don't necessarily have to reset your stacking rules. If you like your stacking rules, those can stay the same. Same thing if you have custom sliders or anything like that, you can leave those. Um, But your player projections and things like that, I would say reset for sure. So, um, okay. Caught up on YouTube chat here. Uh there were a couple questions that got emailed in. So let me hit these quickly here. Um and uh and get to these. So um first one here, um, also on the profit plan kind of stuff here. Um uh, has your team recognized an edge between Fanduel and DraftKings? I play according to Saberson Profit Plan. So mostly 25 cent, $1 GPPs. The last night's win, congratulations on the win, will probably help me get to the $3 single entry. Um, and maybe the $5 right now, I'm just playing on DK. Yeah, I don't think there's a big edge between sites. I don't think there's any reason to believe that one site is like significantly softer than another. Um, I do think there's, there's basically... Kind of two situations that i think it it starts to make sense to spread out onto other sites um the first is if you can't if you are starting well first of all if you haven't already at least opened up an account on these different sites um it's probably worth doing that just so that you can play the like super easy beginner player only contests um i don't even think i can see them on either site anymore but like when you first sign up for a new site First of all, you'll get some kind of deposit bonus. Uh, But second of all, you'll get to play like beginner player only and then experienced player excluded contests for a while, right? Um, That are just super soft, right? Like that's just like basically free money. Um, Those are worth it. And if you haven't already, like if you're not, if you don't already have an account up on DraftKings and Fandle, it's worth just doing that on both sites to have the chance to have played those contests. Um, But then secondly, I would say if you start if your volume increases and you're finding that you're playing a lot of action following the profit plan in contests that are that are over the $3 threshold, uh, it might be worth spreading out and playing a little bit more on a different site so that you can get some of the softer action that takes place under the $3 threshold there as well. Um, so I don't think, I, I I wouldn't say like, oh, go play FanDuel because it's softer or go play DraftKings because it's softer. Um, I But I do think it's worth taking advantage of the beginner and casual contests and if you're playing a ton of volume on one site like um i i would basically say if you are like if you are approaching maxing out a contest above three dollars on either site you probably are playing a high enough volume where it would probably be worth playing some of the some of that action onto the other site um to play against softer fields so um, but good question. And then, uh, another question here from email, um, looks like two different questions here. So, uh, are there any suggestions on how to attack some of the different game scripts? Games goes way under or over. Uh, also why did we lower the ownership fade slider across our new defaults? Yeah. So the ownership fade slider, um, so it came down across the board. I would say for NFL, it is likely to come back up a little bit. You can see it's a little low here right now at like two. I think it will be likely... I would say expect probably before Sunday that for NFL ownership fade probably will come back up two points across the board, I think is probably likely. Um, but the reason it came down uh, is that as a result of our slider backtesting, I think our ownership fade was making lineups that were a little bit too high variance, a little too risky uh, compared to the upside you were getting back. Right? What we found is that when we sorted our builds by omega ratio, which is basically how much do you win when you win divided by how much do you lose when you lose, it favored lower ownership fade sliders, often down here between like one and four. If you sorted purely by ROI, um, your your optimal ownership fade sliders were often like seven, eight, or nine. Um, ROI is great, but you also need to realize your ROI. So we ended up moving these down because we felt like you could still have a lot of high upside lineups without taking on a necessary risk from increasing your ownership fade slider. Now, if you like to play a strategy that is a little riskier, that potentially will have bigger wins when you are right, you can probably turn the ownership fade slider up a bit. Um, But that is why we turned it down. But again, uh, remember, um, it will likely come back up, especially for the really small field stuff you'll see some like very low ownership numbers. These are likely to come up before Sunday for NFL. Um, and then are there any suggestions on how to attack some different game scripts? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of hop over to showdown because I think this is a good showdown question. So kind of two things on this. Um, yes, there are, but this is also kind of what the Sims are exp- intended to do, right? Thinking about taking the jump from average projections to thinking about game scripts and single game outcomes is very important when you're trying to beat a contest like Showdown. But when you use SaberSim, that happens for you a bit automatically because we don't just provide average projections. We actually do the full game Sims, which is what I'm going to be talking about here with Will and Eric here in a little less than an hour for every single game on the slate or or in this case for, for this game, right? Um, let's see if we get this to pull up here. Uh, that's kind of annoying. Hang on. Let me do a hard refresh here. Um, but anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that because, because you're using these single game simulations, when you're building your lineups, this, this happens a bit automatically, right? This happens with no real, um, I might need to take a look at this. I'm not sure why these are pulling up. Um, but you're, you're, you're taking advantage of these game scripts and certain game outcomes automatically, right? You're building lineups based on single game simulation outcomes, right? Average projection of one sim per lineup. Uh, if you want to try to exploit a very particular outcome, right? Maybe you want to play an angle where this game goes way under, right? You can adjust the team totals here. One way to do that would be to like adjust the team totals and say maybe we have a 42-point team total and then build your lineups. Or another option would be to edit your exposures post-build and particularly try to get more exposure to players that you think are likely to benefit when those outcomes happen, right? Uh, maybe if you're playing the angle that this game goes way under, maybe you play a little bit more of the kickers or the defenses or the running backs or things like that. Right. So a couple different ways to do that, but by and large, most of uh, most of the process of like thinking about the game scripts is handled automatically in the Sims. So. um Samuel said our props being provided on the Saber Sim site. I, we don't, we don't have plans right now to do that. Um Focused mostly on DFS right now, I think once we feel like our DFS product is is in a really great spot, I mean, we do feel like our DFS product is in a really great spot, but once we have finished building a lot of the, the new features that we want to get out onto the app, uh, then I think we can look at coming back to some of the more betting-focused tools. But we are uh, dialed in, tunnel-visioned on DFS at the moment, so... Uh, Skull says most ownership projections are for the large field contests. Does that mean medium or small field will have different ownership percentages for every player? Yeah. Um, they are, these are, these ownership projections are basically intended to be an average of a large field. Ownership will condense in the smaller fields. Um, they will condense more onto the players that are perceived to be the best plays. So if you look at the highest owned players, generally the truly the highest owned players will be higher owned in the smaller contests. Um, our ownership projections will continue to dial in throughout the week. I would not put too much stock into where they are right now, but I do think it is safe to say that Chief stacks and Travis Kelsey will be even higher owned in smaller fields. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor will be even higher owned in smaller fields. Um, I think wide receiver is actually going to be pretty spread out this week. Um, I don't think any one player is going to be too chalky. Actually, Rondale Moore might be just because he is a like by far the cheapest way to access the the highest total game on the slate. Uh, But I think otherwise wide receiver is likely to be pretty, pretty spread out, but yes, players will get chalkier in the smaller fields. So cool. Okay. Any other questions here for me? Um, A reminder uh, that This is not the only stream today. I will be hopping right back on uh, in about 45 minutes with Will and Eric to talk more in detail about the NFL Sims. Uh, So we already had some questions here about them today. Um, We'll be taking a a short break here um, before we come back on for that show. Uh, But in the meantime, before we start to wrap up, any other questions here for me? Already a good stream to start the week here on—I uh, almost said Monday on Tuesday of NFL opening week. Um, so excited to keep talking a little bit of football as we ramp up here, uh, get ourselves ready for for Week One. But all right. I don't see any other questions here coming in at the moment. Again, I'll be right back in like 45 minutes with Will and Eric to do another show here. Um, so come join me. Come back. Go go have some lunch. Uh, go take a little bit of a break and then come back in 45 minutes for another stream with us here. Uh, and don't forget to sign up for the weekly Max Challenge here. So fill out that form. Uh, get yourself signed up and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So um, anyway, uh, I guess... It's kind of weird. I always say good luck on the slate here tonight. Uh, See you tomorrow. But I guess uh, I will see you in 45 minutes, everybody. So see you in a bit.